garbage day. <laughs> Are you going to quote that? Like, I mean, I'm recording right garbage now. Garbage so day. <laughs> this is the intro. Welcome to Five Minute Film Finder. Brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Welcome to another edition of Five Minute Film Finder. We are beginning the, this is the first week of December of the Christmas movies. Uh, rightfully so. I'm with Tracy this week. Woo! And so we picked non, I guess, non happy. <laughs> we, ch- we chose holiday horror. Holiday horror. Horror is a, a favorite genre we of ca- the Five Minute Film Finder podcast. Tracy, I think we kind of moved to our own beat in a lot of ways. And I think this is a good example of it. A lot of people, I'm just kicking stuff over here. A lot of people would think that you'd pick like It's a Wonderful Life or like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And we're over here picking uh, two. One actually really good movie, and then one just okay, yeah. So we okay, we chose one of these movies because it's genuinely one of your like top films. Oh yeah, and then we chose one of these movies because it's a meme, big meme. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that that's like currently circulating has been circulating for like over a decade now. So I might, I really, I feel like I, I debated whether to like invest time to get the one soundbite. You know, who knows? I do a pretty good impression of it. So. Yeah, that's true. We'll hop into it. But first, before we get into our movies of the week, I do want to, uh, with the Christmas season just around the corner, and in the spirit of this episode in particular, I do want to ask you, Tracy, some uh, uh, Christmas movie conspiracy theories, and I want to see if you can name the movie that they're talking about. I'm excited. All right. So first one, right off the bat, I'm going to read the conspiracy theory to you. I'm going to give you an overview, and you have to guess what movie it is. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to start you off with a softball. Okay. All right. So this movie involves a kid that's left by himself. I have to be careful what movies I use uh-huh. in his house. But the conspiracy theory is that based off of all his interactions with criminals at a young age, he eventually turns into Jigsaw from the popular Saw franchise movie. This is a this is a headcanon for Home Alone. This is a headcanon for Home Alone. <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory that Kevin from Home Alone does indeed turn into Jigsaw. Can from you imagine Saw. like seven year old Macaulay Culkin being like, "Do you want to play a game?" I mean it. It fits perfectly, though. He sets his whole house into, like, a giant game. Oh, no. Joe Pesci is dead in all of those movies. <laughs> Doesn't feel bad. Feels scared. I think from the bird lady. I think is the only time he actually is afraid. No, because he's the monster of those films. I mean, oh, I love them. But 100%. He, he is the villain. The sticky bandits are truly set up in this yeah. terrible, terrible way. So, yes, <laughs> Kevin Malone from the uh, Home Alone movies is indeed uh, possibly maybe Jigsaw. Okay, I need to find my second one. So this one might be a little harder for you. I want to see if you can figure it out. So this movie is about a father looking for a specific toy for his kid. That's the basis of the movie, okay? This is a very famous Austrian actor. We love him. We know him in our household. But the conspiracy theory is that Myron Larrabee, the character opposite of him, actually does not exist and only appears in his mind when he's frustrated or angry in his task trying to complete this toy odyssey. So this is Jingle All the Way. This is Jingle All the Way. Is Myron Larrabee the neighbor or Sinbad? It's Sinbad. Okay. It's 100% Sinbad. So basically you're saying that the conspiracy theory is that Jingle All the Way is a fight club scenario. <laughs> That's what the conspiracy theory is, yeah. Is that all this anguish that he's experiencing is really just inside Arnold Schwarzenegger's There's head. some really dark stuff in that movie. Oh, yeah, big time. There, and a lot of it involves Sinbad. It does. I some I don't want to talk about it because it's kind of a little too dark, but like rewatch Jingle All the Way, there is some messed up stuff <laughs> in that movie. Well, you are two for two, Myron Larrabee, possibly a fight club scenario in Jingle All the Way. This last one, 
Um, I really, I want to take my time with this. I feel like you're going to get it pretty easily. But okay. this was the conspiracy theory that kind of threw me for a loop. Was this movie involves, um, I'm just going to give you the actor because you're going to know it. I think the conspiracy theory is more important. Okay. It involves Tim Allen replacing an iconic man in the Christmas universe. Okay. The conspiracy theory is that the elves that he is working with actually routinely practice cannibalism. And cannibalism in the way of so in the movie, whenever Tim Allen replaces this icon, no one's upset. No one is like, oh, Christmas is ruined. They just make Tim Allen this new icon and they say, here's some cocoa. I've been perfecting my cocoa for 1,200 years. Digging deeper into this Twitterverse, I went down this whole Twitter feed talking about how they believe that they just replace the perished icon into this cocoa, let the new icon drink it. He assumes the role and then they continue this for every thousand years. <laughs> Oh, and he also delivers presents. Hold on. <laughs> so this is obviously the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. With an E, because it's a legal joke. It's true. Got him. And that was part of it, too, was that it's just completing the clause. They're not upset whenever he becomes Santa. Yeah, it, it's obvious in the movie that this has happened before, but what you're saying is that they went and got the Santa Claus previous to Tim Allen's Corpse, corpse, and then turned it into hot chocolate in a um, show of ritualistic cannibalism. Hi, this is a podcast from the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the kicker, though, is that Judy, the elf that gives him the cocoa. Yeah, who's so cute. Is so cute, is eventually just replaced by a coffee maker machine, and we never find out what happens to Judy. <laughs> I need to go home. (laughs) The Santa Claus. Disney's the Santa Claus. (laughs) Everyone. What did we do before the internet? I wanted to really settle in on something that really kind of harnessed the. uh, I mean, this is definitely about to get into the horror that we're about to get into. (laughs) Certainly. So. Oh boy, I can't believe I'm about to have to talk about a movie now. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. Actually, in that spirit, let's go with you first. Yes. Tracy, what is your movie of the week? It looks like you have. The timer ready by Wilhelm and start whenever you're ready. Uh, I actually had my notes, but I can get a oh. timer. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Wilhelm know in the booth to go. And go. <laughs> Thank you, Wilhelm. Okay, so uh, my film is, uh, of the two that we discussed, we said one is a classic and one is a meme. Um, and <laughs> that that film is mine. Uh, the film that I... Film is such a strong word. Uh, <laughs> do you want to watch something with a narrative plot? Then wait until we talk about the next movie. Do you want to have an experience? Then may I recommend Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, available on Hoopla. Um, so this film, film once again, loosely used, uh, is famous for being a meme. There's a video of this film that was put on YouTube. Yes, a specific part of this film. A specific scene of this film where a man is walking through a neighborhood, <laughs> handsome all-American man who uh, is Ricky, the lead of our film, and he sees a guy coming out of his house with his trash can, <laughs> and he just looks him in the face and in the most upsetting way possible says, garbage day, and then shoots him. <laughs> Through the trash can. Through the trash can. (laughs) There's like blood spatter all over the wall. And this clip of this very um, panned (laughs) sequel to the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right. Became like this huge internet meme that people quoted. I said internet meme like I'm a cop or a narc. (laughs) (laughs) This huge meme uh, that people quote all the time and 
Um, I found out, I've known it was from this movie, but I found out this movie was available on Hoopla, and I said, Kendall, can we please watch it for And it's the not podcast? even, like, solely the best, like, there's so many other oh, good no. quotes in this movie, so, too. So, yeah, no, let's go ahead and talk about the actual movie a little bit, and not just the internet. Um, well, Tracy, I was worried. I didn't see the first one. <laughs> But you, you made a good point, and you pointed out that I didn't need to see the first one. You don't. Um, so I actually did watch the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, um, and I can tell you right now, you don't need to. <laughs> it's even worse than this one, in my opinion, though. Uh, I've done some internet research on it, and uh, other people disagree. They think that the first one is a paragon, and this one is a, <laughs> what did someone call it, like a... Um, like a sardonic sequel or something, and they did not mean that uh, kindly. So the 40 minutes of the original movie are recycled in this movie (laughs) in flashbacks. 40 minutes minutes of the 90-minute film of the first one. Uh, The first one's 90 minutes. This one's only 88. (laughs) So half of this movie. And 40 (laughs) minutes of it are genuinely pulled from the first movie because this um, the original movie is about a young man named Billy mm-hmm. who sees his parents brutally murdered by a man dressed as Santa Claus. Right. And I do want to point out really quick one of my favorite lines in that part. Uh-huh. They're pulling up to a Santa Claus on the side of the road and they're like, we'll help him. So in real time, the character, is his name Ricky? Is this one? Is Ricky is the the main character of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. So he's recapping the story and he says, I didn't know what made them stop. Actually, I do know what made them stop <laughs> without missing oh my a beat. Gosh. We only have like a minute and a half left to talk about I'm this sorry, film. We yes, talked about go nothing. We're going to go over on Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah. So in the original film, Billy um, is forced to dress up as Santa for his job at a toy store and realizes that he, now like Santa, has the ability to punish people who are acting naughty. <laughs> and he goes on a murder spree that is attempted to end at the orphanage where he was raised by a very strict Catholic nun who taught him that punishment is good. Mm-hmm. And he is going to kill her because she has been naughty as well. Punish. Um, punish <laughs> is his catchphrase. Yes, it's horrific. And you can see it. Um, basically, the 40 minutes that are recycled from the original film in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 are all the kills, which are all the best parts, in my opinion. Um, so Silent Night, Deadly Night 2... Uh, is about his younger brother, Ricky, who was merely a baby when their parents were killed. And he has now grown up. He is in a mental institution, and he is talking to a psychiatrist about what made him go on his murder spree. And right. he is admitting to several murders before the murder spree that he is known for. Yes. And then the murder spree. To be honest, the most Christmassy parts of this movie are the flashbacks. <laughs> Yes. Because Billy is dressed as Santa the entire time. Mm-hmm. Ricky, the main character in this film, played by Eric Freeman, the greatest actor of his generation, <laughs> um, is only in a Santa suit for like the last five minutes. Yeah, um, right. Which, by the way, Wilhelm's signaling me from the booth, but you continue. We can hush him for now. Okay. Uh, once again, do you want to watch a film with a narrative plot? This isn't it. Do you... <laughs> Want to see something so wild that you have to tell all of your friends and family about it? This is it. Um, mm-hmm. This is, there's so many things in it that the line delivery that Eric Freeman gives is 
beyond bonkers on literally every line he says in the whole movie. There's like this whole thing about him being triggered by the color red. Yep. He naughty. It's like this weird joke <laughs> about the fact that after he went through this whole Christmas thing, he's raised by a, a lovely Jewish family so mm-hmm. that he won't have to experience Christmas. There you go. It is a really, really odd. <laughs> it's a very odd movie. Movie. But to say I didn't have a good time would be a lie because truly I cackled. It's a blast. I cackled through this entire movie. It is absolute nonsense. It is totally carried by Eric Freeman um, who oh, plays yeah. Ricky. Oh, yeah. And honestly is... not in a great way. <laughs> no, he is giving like a like a lesser Nick Cage performance yes. and I mean that as a compliment. Sure, um, sure. It is all eyebrow acting. Mm-hmm. It is... Really, there's some really fun kills in it, though. Sure. An, an umbrella gets shoved through someone, and then it gets opened on the other side. <laughs> and then, like, one of their organs is just hanging off of it because they were a gangster, and they were, like, right. threatening a guy, and so he was being naughty. This, naughty. Uh, yeah. This film is an experience. Um, there's really no actors to talk about or a director to talk no. about. The director's name is Lee Harvey, I think. That sounds right. Um. He literally directed one other film that no one's heard of. Um, This is it. Eric Freeman, the actor in this, literally went missing for a while. Yeah, they tried to get him for the DVD commentary, and they, quote, couldn't find him. Couldn't find him, and he just, like, resurfaced again in 2006 and ended up doing some DVD commentary for it. Um, I have to say, if you have an hour and a half and you're having a Christmas party and you want to have something (laughs) on in the background. Maybe not with Grandma, though. No, 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 no. This is, like, with your friends. Yeah, yeah. And you're making some mulled wine or something. Sure. Like, if you're doing that kind of party, put this on in the background. Because anytime you turn to look at this movie, something weird is happening. Yes. And you'll get to have a fun laugh about it. Yes. So definitely would recommend Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, available on Hoopla. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back with our second pick of the week. And we'll be right back. Hi there. This is Kendall from the 5-Minute Film Finder. And we wanted to take a few moments to share with you some of our other shows brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. StoryCraft aims to give you tips and tricks for inspiration for making storytelling and creative writing a part of your daily life. Are you new to writing? Maybe you're a seasoned writer looking for inspiration to spice things up, or possibly even somewhere in between. Well, you're in the right place. Join our hosts for creative writing workshops and exercises designed to deepen your experiences of all things StoryCraft. The second show is Folk Tales for Friends. On this kid-friendly podcast, you can get to know our library staff and share some of our favorite folk tales from around the world. Join them for folk tales coming from Europe, North America, and much more. Families are welcome to listen together and learn about the many different cultures from around our world. Our librarians can't wait to share the stories children are told around the globe. All of this is brought to you by the team at the Pioneer Library System. Each show is available from wherever you get your podcasts. You can contact us by email at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to 5-Minute Film Finder Christmas uh, Month Week 1. I just want to come over the airwaves and say that if you guys hear this industrial-sounding Nine Inch Nails band in the background, uh, they're doing some roof work where we're at, so I apologize if you guys hear some banging. We are okay. We are okay here in the booth. Uh, Wilhelm, 
I can't speak for Wilhelm. He'll be fine. He's I fine. Think. I think. He's been through some stuff. He's been through several wars, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's looking great, though. Uh, so we're going to hop right into the next film of the week. And if you're ready, uh, Mr. Wilhelm and Tracy, I want to talk to you guys about uh, Bob Clark's ba- Black Christmas. Um, so Black Christmas, I actually talked about this um, in the uh, horror, the bite-sized horror episode, kind of talking about some popular, uh, some legacy-holding horror films. Uh, Black Christmas, I think, is possibly one of my favorite horror films of all time. Tracy, you had not seen this before, right? I had not, and I had heard great things about it, and sure. this lived up. Yeah. I loved this movie. This was this was 1974, so this was a Canadian horror film. There's debate whether it's the first, like, quote-unquote slasher film. Um, This did come before John Carpenter's Halloween just a couple years later. Um, There is debate on whether or not it was the truly first one, but this is kind of referred to as the first slasher film. Yeah, definitely within the first canonical few. Right. And it, like, so really just drastically going away from Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, this film actually you should 100% get out of your way to see in an unironic way. Yeah, unlike what I just told you, I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 while making chili, you should sit down and watch Black Christmas. It is uh, truly, for me, a horrifying film. I was very, like, it's very scary. Yeah, and, and it works in so many ways, and I'll kind of touch on a couple. I did want to point out that it's fun that I feel like when you're naming a Christmas horror movie, you're kind of, like, strapped on certain names. Of course, there's films like Santa Jaws that we talked about. Which I've seen and um, recommend. Maybe maybe one day we'll talk about that oh, in five yeah. minutes. Uh, but this film was originally titled Silent Night, Evil Night. So Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Evil Night, you know. Yes, that's fun. I heard that they ended up going with this, though, because it's a, it's a white Christmas pun. Yeah, and it's, well, but I think the Black Christmas, though, it's just it's yeah it's it first off it's kind of an interesting title but then it's like when you see the movie I want to say there are some daytime like establishing shots but it's like when I think of this movie I think of dark rooms Christmas trees illuminated by like these lights that almost are kind of like blowing out Yeah it is a nighttime movie there is a lot of like there is a man in the house sneaking around in the dark mm-hmm. and that's the whole movie is that like literally i think the opening scene you see someone you never see this killer that's a spoiler but you never find out who it is no and that's and the reason i say that 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 will probably ruin it for some and i don't mean that to but that's why this movie works so well is this movie starts with somebody sneaking into this house it's a sorority house on a, uh, on a mm-hmm. campus i don't know if they say where the campus is i don't think they do it's somewhere where it's snowy Somewhere where it's snowy. That's a good point. Um, And it's around Christmas or on Christmas. He sneaks into this house and then just starts kind of like picking off these sorority sisters like Mm -hmm. one by one. Um, And they so the cast, first off, is great. You never obviously see the killer, but the cast is fantastic. Is it Olivia Hussey? Olivia Hussey, yes, from Romeo and Juliet. Right, right. And then it also has Margot Kidder, who, of course, went on to be Lois Lane in the Superman movie. Um, And then it also has John Saxon, who you were excited to see in this film. From, um... Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he's yeah. just always playing a cop. Always playing a cop, and he's da- he's dad cop. Or no, he's, he's dad, dad cop, cop in Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. He's just cop in this. He's like handsome possible future love interest that's cop right, in this movie. That's right. But they this movie the cast and there's so many more. All of the sorority sisters, even the house mother, are fantastic. Mrs. Mack is everything. She hides a bottle of booze in her purse. She hides a bottle her, of booze everywhere. In like a book, I'm pretty sure. Oh, too, nowhere in the toilet. Like nowhere yeah. is safe from her sherry. It's so this movie. is is so playful at times with characters like that but then it gets so insanely dark and terrifying yeah so the one of the the kind of principal incident of this that leads to all the killing is that they're getting these dirty phone calls yeah which is something that happens sure happens to a lot of women and i'm sure men as well and people of 
you know. Right, right. It happens. What's mm-hmm. interesting, though, and I think where it kind of breaks away is that, like, it's originally just some person being, like, just kind of gross and, you know, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But then you start hearing, like, other voices and you're like, oh, is this more than one person or is this someone out of their mind? And it's really menacing. It's really the menacing. The first phone call gets kind of almost over-exaggeratedly, like, filthy. And then she threatens him. Margot Kidder threatens him on the phone and he just, in a totally solid voice, goes, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then hangs up. And that's... It's haunting. haunting, absolutely haunting. This um, there, there's a point where um, uh, Olivia Hussey's boyfriend, uh, I forget the actor's name, I think it's Kira Duella. Um, I'm probably Peter. sure. Sure, I'm not saying that right. Um, he's from 20, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. Um, but he like there's a whole su- like side story where it's like there she's pregnant. He wants her to have an abortion. It's not working. So. I mention that because it's like it kind of places the blame that you're like, oh, like maybe he's not mentally stable. There's a part where he like destroys a piano because he's mad. Um, spoiler alert, it's not him. So it's like it really totally just baits you into I'm running out of time, but it baits you into thinking that it's this character um, only to truly never find out who it actually is. And I'm out of time, but the character, uh, the main character is just her fate's left ambiguous. It truly is. And it, it made me think a lot of Scream whenever I watched this movie. Yeah, Because yeah. there's a line in Scream where the two guys who are killing people, spoiler for Scream, says, it's scarier if you don't know why the killer is doing it. Yeah. And you don't really know no. why this guy has decided to murder them. There are two sequels, to uh, not sequels, but there are two uh, remakes, remakes of Black Christmas mm-hmm. who decide to kind of give a purpose to that killer. Ah, that ruins it. And I haven't seen them, but I'm like, the scary thing about this movie is there is a wild man on the loose mm-hmm. murdering women, and you get these like hints as to why this is happening, but you never find out. Right. And and it's it's not even... I. So, Minor detail, I know I went over on this, but minor detail that I love too is that the first person that's killed, I don't know her name, but it's one of the Claire. sisters, Claire. Like, so she gets killed with a bag over her head and she gets kind of like suffocated, which is terrifying in and of itself. But then her body, it, it's, I think it's such a minor detail, but a lot of horror films would get rid of the body and you'd never see it again. But no. it's like her body hangs out for the entire movie. It's the last shot of the movie. It's the is last that shot of the movie. She's still. In the attic. In the attic. This attic is, so this is like where the killer is apparently mm-hmm. for the whole movie, um, apart from killing people. And it's just like, it's haunting because he's just like above you, but also it's like, you, I don't know. It just works so well. And really excellent use of killer cam in this movie too. Yeah. Yeah. But when he is killing, particularly Claire, there's like a scene where he's in the closet and he's hiding in her clothes and there's yeah. those plastic bags. There's a camera shot through the plastic bags. And when that happened in this movie, I went, Ooh. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good, especially for being like such a pioneering piece already. It's like there was no Halloween before this. There was no Friday the Thirteenth before this. No. Um. So I really I suggest you seek out Black Christmas if you like horror films. You can watch it outside of Christmas. It's just a solid horror film. It is great, but it is on Canopy right now. Right. Both our films are on Canopy and Hoopla. I suggest you check them out with your Pioneer Library card. Um. We are way over on time. We are so way over. I'm on just time. gonna go ahead and take us out, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this was a lot of fun. This I really enjoyed it. You picked this kind of genre of like Christmas horror, so I really... I did. I feel like I did great. And you went three for three on the conspiracy theories, too. Yes. Super proud of you. All right. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us for 5-Minute Film Finder. Uh, we're going to be re- bringing you some Christmas episodes this month in uh, holiday episodes as well, not just narrowly, necessarily selected on that. Uh, we do look forward to bringing those to you. If you guys ever want to reach out to us with questions or compliments, because we love compliments, uh, you can email us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Um, you also, if you will give us a like or subscribe wherever you find your podcasts, we could always use exposure and tell your friends about us. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Bye.